Hi everyone! Welcome back to Happy Fun Times. It is episode ten. Yay! Ten. Awesome. And today it is eight forty p.m. April first. It is also my cat's birthday. Happy birthday, Yin and Yang! They are officially one years old. Today I have a special guest star. Somebody who I've known in my college years. Somebody who is dating my future bride. <clears throat> Fabiola Colonna, but today I am here with Daniel Lopez. <laughs> How you doing, Daniel Lopez? Doing good. Oh my gosh! So I haven't talked to Daniel in quite a while, and that's because usually when it's like COVID, as everybody knows, we got very busy, we got very isolated. Everybody's doing their own thing, trying to survive life in general. But today, I finally caught him. I actually kidnapped him, and now he is currently in my basement. Yeah, she still hasn't removed the duct tape, so it's kind of uncomfortable <laughs> right now. But we're doing it still. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> but today, I wanted to talk about Daniel about his creative endeavor, which is music. Yes. So, Daniel, I wanted to ask you. What have you been doing with music in times of COVID? Any projects? Anything you want to share with us that's particularly authentic and interesting? Um, yeah. So in these times of just being stuck at home, the only thing you can really do is just be creative. You know, like find stuff to do. Even if with video games and movies, you can only watch and play so much. So I think. Like I know some people who are even like picking up instruments and just learning how to play them during these times because like there's nothing better to do than do that. So I think for me, like I've been working on music like crazy, and that's I think that's my problem. Like I'll create so many projects and just not finish them, and I have so many <laughs> that are just like not finished that I just have to finish later on. But yeah, that's what I've been doing. I've just been starting a bunch of projects every day. It's just like a new idea. And um, yeah, I've just been waiting to put together all of these pieces in、uh, the long run. You see that? You hear that, guys? This guy is very talented. He's always producing something, but never finishing. Everybody <laughs> bully him and hold him accountable. I'm kidding, but yes, yes. I think I speak for for all of our friends when we say. We are excited for whatever you're doing, and we can't wait till you finish your work, and that eventually we'll see your name at the end credits of a very famous movie. Yeah, of course. I'm definitely gonna finish up like at least six songs by June, and hopefully have everything out on my SoundCloud, which I still have to make. Don't bully me. I know. I know. <laughs> once, once I make that, then I'll post everything, and then you guys give me some feedback. Hear that? Hear that? There, it's out into the world. Therefore, the unspoken word, oh, it's unspoken rule of saying things out loud is that you have to commit to them, or big bag, big bad juicy karma will come and get you. <laughs> juicy karma, yeah, I know. Juicy karma.、Uh. <laughs> But I'm excited. You should definitely like let me know in the future so I can link it in the future and just blast it off on every social media platform that I have. Yeah, of course. I I eventually want to get these like songs、um, animated for like a music video too, so I can have those up on YouTube. 
eventually. That is so cool. Oh my yeah. God. Dude, I've oh, mentioned no. this before, but I'll say this again. But can you please make the soundtrack of my funeral one day? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, I'll do it. I'm like, what what genre do you want it to like? You have to be like specific. EDM and techno. <laughs> okay. okay, I can work with that. Because who the fuck is Josh Groban? Like, why would I play him when he's been played in every funeral out there in the world? If I'm gonna go down literally in a casket, I'm going to have a party literally right, yeah. at my death. That's what I'm saying. I'm gonna have a buffet next to my casket. You know, like, take some shrimp cocktails while you, like, say goodbye, <laughs> you know? I'll take a shot every time yeah. I look at your body i'll just be like man this is a guy <laughs> who made music in life cheers to that <laughs> wow you're just using it as an excuse to take shots i think i mean <laughs> who wouldn't <laughs> yeah, yeah even i would oh my goodness but yeah so the last time that we talked or like hung out prior to covid you were telling us stuff about what you were learning in LA film school. Yeah, so that whole experience of going to that school has been like a roller coaster of just emotions and like, I mean, it's been crazy. Um, at first I was more nervous of just being in that environment, being surrounded by people who were already in the music industry. Like some of these people already had like songs and albums on Spotify and they were just there to like learn more. And so there I am sitting there like doing songs on GarageBand <laughs> with these people. And it's like, okay, this is kind of intimidating. But then you start to like learn more. And then you realize like, if you have like the, the gumption and just the want to do things, then the talent will just kind of like follow with it. Like a lot of people say like people are born with talent, but I feel like if you just try hard enough, you'll get there with anything. And so like, that's all I've been doing like with the with my school at least like at first it was hard but then after a couple months I got used to it I made friends and then is that your cat? <laughs> I think it is otherwise it's the ghost in my room sorry guys like oh, wow. something fell behind me and I have no idea how <laughs> <laughs> but you were saying yeah, yeah yeah it's all good um so yeah, after those months of just uh, getting to know people, then I became super comfortable with learning just all of the like things that, that they were teaching us. And some of my professors were really cool. Like they worked with artists like Migos and Justin Bieber and like Justin Timberlake, like a lot of big names, but they didn't, like, they couldn't tell us what happened in those recording booths because of like, you know, contracts and stuff. But it was just cool to have those experiences and like hear those stories and just, um be surrounded by so much talent like it makes you want to produce more or like whatever you're doing even if you're like an artist in like uh if you like to draw or build stuff like if you're surrounded by people who do the same thing or even like do other artistic stuff it makes you want to do more and i felt that so much going to that school so yeah that was my experience there that is so cool could you like um bring us into what were the types of like exercises that you had to do that is tailored to music? Like something with uh, your sound booth? Yeah, yeah, totally. So um, there was this one class where we actually had to learn how to write music, like lyrics. 
And that was something that I was super unfamiliar with because I, I produced beats and melodies and like soundtracks for movies and stuff, or I want to, like that kind of music. So um, I'm not really big on writing lyrics. So this was a challenge for me because I was like, okay, I have to be creative, but like in a different way. Like I have to get all like in my feels and stuff to make the <laughs> lyrics like, like mean something. And so I was put in a group of people and one of the exercises we had to do was literally take a word and then pick like five different words that rhyme with it and then kind of make like a branch effect on like the whiteboard we were like writing it down and at the end of like the whole branch or the whole tree you see like a literal lyric like formed like and it rhymes and everything and you can make it a rap lyric if you want and like I don't know it was just so cool to do that but the actual recording booth part of that project was especially cool because once we got our songs together we actually had the opportunity to like record with our own beats like we got to produce the beats for the song and we basically made a song with like our whole group and we had um a group of engineers in there like audio engineers in there to help us like record and there's a difference between audio engineering and uh music production because music production has to do with like the actual music making and then the audio engineering makes sure that like everything sounds good basically so yeah having the whole crew there was really fun in the recording booth that day it was just really like crazy to be like oh wow this could be me one day but with like celebrities and like famous like really famous people so yeah it was an eye-opener for sure that is so impressive what yeah <laughs> Like I said before, name, ending credits of a big production movie. One day, hopefully, yes. You know, like, I I'm, I realize that I love art and I love music, but I've always, like, struggled trying to get into music. And a long, long time ago, I've never told anybody this, but, like, I was, like, back in my, like, deep, dark... <laughs> in my feels days um i used to write poetry and i would actually try to come up with like songs and i don't know because like when i think back to them they were just like really like sad because it was that era of music where everybody was like into grunge music and the rise of like lana del rey but like what i always wondered about music is that what comes first does the music come first or the lyrics? That's a tough one. So it depends on the artist, really, as a or even the producer, even. Um, so let's say, let me put it into like perspective. I'm a producer, so what I want to do is make music for film and television, even like commercials. That that'd be awesome. Um, so if an artist wanted to sing over something that I made then they would hit me up and then we'd work out a deal where they can like buy the beat or the actual song that I made without the lyrics, the instrumental, and then they could put their lyrics on top of it and then they make money from the song. But I already made my money from the purchase of the beat, you know? Um, And then there's other times where an artist will be like, oh, I love this producer, but I don't want to use any of the beats he's made. So then I'll get with him and as they produce the lyrics, then they'll work with the producer and be like, okay, I want it to sound like this. And then the producer will like come up with stuff, fix it, change it, however the artist wants. 
and then sometimes the artists will even just do both like some people are really talented and make up like the lyrics and produce the beat you know like it just depends on the artist and the producer that is incredibly meticulous i can't even imagine like how much work and networking you have to do in order to produce something yeah it's a lot of networking you have to know the right people especially because you can know people who like produce beats like daily like i know a friend who does like seven beats a day but then you have to ask the question like okay does he sell those beats and like does it go anywhere from there you know and but then i know people who produce like one beat a month but then the next month they're working with their like manager to sell it so it's like everyone has a different hustle you know some people are doing it for fun some people are doing it for like the fame some people are doing it like just for money so it's different for everyone honestly okay well i have a question for you okay what is it for you Why do you make music? For me, it kind of changed. I'm going to be honest, like like a lot of things in life, it changed throughout the years. At first, I started playing, well the first instrument I ever started playing. I mean, it's going to get dark really quick, but like it's not going to get like sad, you know, like we're chilling right now. So basically, I learned the drums when I was around like 12 years old, 11, yeah, 12 years old. Um and the reason I learned the drums is because my grandfather's had passed away like the same weekend on like my dad's side and my mom's side and my parents were like shocked. I mean, the whole family was shocked. And it was just crazy like me and my brother like to have to realize that oh shit, like we just lost both of our grandpas the same weekend. and my brother's way of coping with it was kind of just like moving out and like growing up a little just like living life and then um he like he went to college and then he finished and then now he's working now he has his own like business on Etsy so like with him his version of coping was just like hustling you know and i respect that like he like my brother like i have to hand it to him like he's never stopped working and that was his way of like just dealing with it you know and for me i just kind of like went blank you know like i just i totally was just like like i i wasn't in a dark place but at the same time like i wasn't playing video games like i usually would and like i wasn't watching tv like i usually would and you know i was 12 so it was like a shocker for me and so my mom had the idea of like getting me into music because she loved music and like other people in the family loved music and she was like well like why not So we tried the drums and I actually really liked it and I ended up having like this awesome instructor like his name was Matt and he he came to the house like faded all the time every <laughs> single every single time I practiced he was as high as a kite but like this dude was like super nice super calm he taught me like the ropes and like the first songs I ever learned were like by Nirvana and i love nirvana so yeah it was just like awesome to have that be my first experience learning shit and i'm like okay this could potentially be like my life you know like i could do this for the rest of my life and then it wasn't until i watched transformers i think yeah it was transformers um and the soundtrack to transformers i think the song was arrival to earth and that once i heard that song i was like okay not only do i want to play the drums but i want to learn how to do all the instruments in that song and so when i got to high school 
I actually like started playing around with like garage band a little more and I was, I was too afraid to join the band program I'm not gonna lie freshman <laughs> year like my friends were like why didn't you join like it's a four-year thing you can join for all four years and I was like yeah I know but like I don't want to go to the concert because at the end of every year you had to perform at a concert live in front of all the parents all the teachers and everyone with your band and you had to like play these crazy songs so I was like mm, I don't want to do that freshman year <laughs> And so I was just messing around with the garage band and then it wasn't until sophomore year that I joined band and then my instructor was like, Well, you can't just play the drums. Since it's like a pep band, you're gonna have to play snare drum and you're gonna have to learn how to play the bells, which was something that I've never played before. And it's basically like if you don't know what the bells are, it's called a Glockenspiel and it's basically just like a crazy xylophone. Like it's just like a really advanced xylophone. And so um, I had to learn how to play that. And then that kind of taught me notes and chords and all that. And then that got me into piano. And then it just trickled into all the other instruments. And then once I started learning a little bit of everything, that's when I got into like making like pieces of music, like with violin, uh, percussion, guitar, flute, everything. And yeah, that's kind of how it all started. <laughs> so that for me, it started out as being like a hobby, like just a big hobby and just something that I love doing and then now it's turning into something of more of like a career you know like something I can definitely make money off of and also love what I'm doing and I realized with going to school like like it's so cool being a producer or an artist or just anything artistic like you're in control of what of everything basically like you don't have to listen to people telling you like no you have to wait till you're done with school or no you have to wait till this or even if like if you can't afford school and you're here and your parents be like no you have to go to school to do this like don't listen to them because like anything can happen if you're artistic and like if you just try enough you know and so like i don't know going to school and being around all these people it definitely turned into like okay i want to do this for like the rest of my life so that's where i'm at right now that is amazing. I mean, it, it just seems like music has always been this big factor in your growth and development as a child. And eventually it's going to be, if not already, a lifestyle. And I can tell that's something that you're going to carry out to your grave, which is absolutely amazing. I'm very proud of you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. <laughs> I will say this. So... I'm going to kind of put in a way where I'm going to ask you some like hard questions because I am curious about your opinions on it, but in all respect, in this day and age and always has been music and art and anything within that form of performance has always been incredibly underrepresented and disregarded to many families, especially for traditional families that want their kids to be oriented to being a doctor or an engineer. So first, I'm going to ask you, how did your parents feel about you wanting to study music? So my, so my parents... Um, hearing for the first time that I wanted to do music to my like to like my disbelief honestly they were really excited for me and they were really proud that like I 
was gonna go through with it because like they know me i'm really lazy like (laughs) i'll pick i'll start something and then i just won't finish it and i'm like that with music you know like i i even do that now but back then they were like "Mm, he's probably gonna just like not go to college you know and i actually when i told them they were like whoa like really and i was like yeah i actually want to go to like college for it and they're like okay yeah well like for sure we'll pay for it and like we'll do all that and so they were really supportive of it and i was like okay well like great and so after like the first couple of classes um they saw like that i was like kind of like nervous about it so like after a couple of talks they were like don't be nervous it's college you know you just gotta know that you are doing your best at all times and there's always going to be someone better than you no matter what but you have to learn from them too because then at some point you're going to be better than someone else and then it's just a cycle you know and so once I gained my confidence they were just like really supportive like the whole time up until now they've wanted me to like finish this whole time and they want me to continue um, with like my work in the field of like music what I mean by that is like getting work in music is pretty tough you know like everyone is asking for jobs at Netflix and Amazon Studios or Hulu so you have to pick like these random places where it's like we'll pay you five dollars for a beat and it's like I'll take it you know like just to get my foot in the door and just to make connections with people because I mean if you do one job you never know if you'll meet like an animator who can like animate your uh, like music videos and stuff or a film crew who does like awesome shots for music videos. Like you never know who you'll meet. And so you have to take every opportunity you get. And so, um, yeah, they've just been wanting me to stay serious with it. But I've seen so many people going to LA film who have parents who like really don't support them and who really don't want them to take the artistic route that they're going and like, it really made me realize how lucky I am to have parents who support like my path and everything like that and I just feel bad for them because you could tell like these people want it and try so hard you know and they're going to school for it you know but they t- they tell their stories of like I have to live on the street just because my parents like they don't want to put up with me going to school for that and it's like wow like I'm honestly blessed to have parents who are this accepting of what I want to do wow that that's incredible i've never yeah i think this is a great learning experience because now you're telling us about the lenses that um anybody that goes through the creative route goes through and i think that's something so unique because usually with other types of majors it's well supported because i think a lot of people want their kids to go to a certain major because they know that it's going to create money um Mm -hmm. but anything artistic you know despite it being the one thing that resonates with their kids they're always like unsupportive and murky about it because they know like in their little like 10-year trajectory postgraduate plan it's not going to you know help them with their retirement in the future and i think that's incredibly selfish so like i really feel for those people that unfortunately were not able to garner that support but i really hope that through talent and their true passion that they're able to make a foot in this industry and eventually be in a place where 
not only can they fund themselves, but also be completely happy and supported by their friends and loved ones. Yeah, I totally agree. Like these people, if anything, like what's getting them through it is their passion for music, is their passion for like creating, and that's why like I love being surrounded by these people because like these people like it's like eight in the morning. We're there for class. No one wants to be there, and then these creative people who just like are driven by music and talent. Like they come in and like they just put a smile on your face, you know, and I think. That's really unique to be surrounded by those people, and to have that experience. And I, I was lucky that I got to experience that, honestly. Yeah, and your hard work is not going unnoticed, dude. Trust me, it's not. <laughs> Thank you. I can't wait for my funeral. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. So. You really do bring up those interesting points about how people are going to take the risk for their passions, and let's clear the air. And this might be a little bit controversial because everybody has an opinion to this question.、Um, what do you think about the concept of you don't need to go to college if you're pursuing something artistic? So, for me, I think that. To some degree, like I can only speak for music because I haven't really, like, I haven't gone to school for like painting or like anything like other than music. Like, honestly, you put, you give me a pencil, I will draw stick figures. Like, I'm not artistic in that way at all. So, with music, at least, I feel like as long as you know enough about like chords. And piano, like if you know enough about like playing the piano, you can kind of like make it. But definitely learn from like people around you if you're not gonna go to college. Cause like I know people who like aren't gonna go to college for making music, and they love making music and they want to do that for their career, but they're not open to learning from others. They're kind of doing their own thing. They're like, no, I don't want to collab, cause then I'll lose out on like money. But you have to realize that. Okay, you're losing out on money, but you're also getting a lot of knowledge and like experience from that. So that when you work on the next project, you don't need to have anyone else. You could do it all on your own.、Um, and so, I think if you're gonna go to school, definitely don't waste your time on the classes that you already like know what they're about. Like for instance, music theory is basically just about learning the chords and how they work with each other and All of the notes and all that, and so if you know how to do all that, but you just want to practice how to do the engineering part of it, then just take the engineering classes. And like, so what if you don't graduate? Just to get that knowledge, because a lot of the time, people won't even check like where you went to college for it, as long as you send them like a reel of your best songs and like your intention for those songs, and you're just direct. Then they'll be honest with you, like, yes, we can take your music, or no, we already have someone, or this is what we're looking for. But a lot of the time, you just have to be straight up with them and put your work out there. You can't be afraid to show your work, you know. Like, you can't be shy about that. <laughs> wow, that's intense. Because it's it's just really interesting because with the music industry, it just seems like, and this is my lens, so feel free to object to me. But it just seems like it's this vicious game of like. Who would one up the other person? Because it's so incredibly competitive, and I wouldn't be surprised if there's some level of sabotage that comes with it. 
yeah like definitely so i think it's different though you're totally right about that the only thing that i want to like clear up is that it's different for like every part of the music industry like for example there's a part of the music industry that's just into like mainstream music and that's where it's like really cutthroat like really like it's like the fakest people like the <laughs> fakest managers like everything's just really bad up there because it's all about money it's all about being on number one billboard and getting top hits on spotify like it's really competitive and then there's a part of the music industry that just um that just does like film tv and like even smaller stuff like smaller films that go to like sundance mm-hmm. and stuff um that's like a different part of the music industry because it's more calm like if you're not really fighting with people for a job if you send a piece of your work and they like someone else's work you just get the email saying you didn't get the job it's not like fighting for the spot you know mm-hmm. um it's just whoever the filmmakers want basically and then there's a part of the music industry that's live performance that's all live like orchestras and live uh bands or even just people who perform live like they have songs on Spotify yeah but they make most of their income from live shows like tickets sell like crazy for some people so they'll put out like an album and then just do live shows for like 2 years and then they'll be set for like the next 10 years so i think it's just different for every section of the music industry hmm so it's like this pick your challenge choose your fighter type of thing yeah. <laughs> but regardless of whichever aspect you are in the music industry there is hard hard work that's put into it and some i guess like in some ways some people have to like work harder because like you said that if you're going to be number 1 then it's going to be a lot of pressure and a lot of competitiveness to be in that part of the industry but now what i want to know is because we've discussed it but I don't think we've discussed it here but like what are your goals in pursuing music my goals like end of the line I would honestly love to like be with a company that like produces movies um constantly like for example like Marvel or legendary um or even DC like any company that constantly does movies I would love to do cuz no matter what the movie is like adding music to that has always been something that I love doing like I'll even put on movies like Dunkirk or like just really dramatic <laughs> action packed movies and I'll mute the volume and I'll just go on my like production apps and just make up stuff for those movies just to see what fits and like see if I could do it on the spot And so that's always been something that's like cool to me. And so, yeah, I don't know, like it that's a tricky question though. <laughs> yeah, because it's kind of like it's the same thing with like, oh, where do you see yourself in like 5 years? Yeah. But like we we never know, you know. However, yeah, exactly. that is so creative and so incredibly experimental because it it demonstrates how you're willing to challenge yourself and just explore the capabilities that you can do when creating music. That is yeah. absolutely amazing. Thank you. Yeah. It, it's honestly been hard at first or it was hard at first to like do that because the mu- like the movie's playing so fast and you're like what the hell where do I even start? But 
after watching so many movies, you kind of like get the feel and like I have to say this because I don't think a lot of people realize this, but like music, ninety percent of music is like emotion. Like the ten percent of it is just pressing keys and buttons, but like ninety percent of it is like it's how you feel and it's for film. It's how the director felt and how he wants to portray his movie. So. I just think that's always something that's been really beautiful. Like you can really make people cry with certain scenes in movies because of the music and the like the actual filmography and all that. That's absolutely gorgeous. I mean, I will say this: there have been amount of times that I've listened to like actual motion scores, and like ninety percent of the time when I'm high as fuck. I'm just like <laughs> sobbing in my pillow. Like <laughs> this is really hitting me. Oh my yeah. gosh! This is bringing me back to the time that I had my first breakup, and I'm like <laughs> crying my eyes out. <laughs> But I'm not what kidding. Are, <laughs> what are some of your favorite like scores for movies? Oh my god! You're because we texted. Okay, okay, perfect. <laughs> Thank you, Dan. <laughs> Well, I've already mentioned this to you before, but like, can you see Jane by Patrick Doyle from the Thor Thor's first movie? Thor's、uh-huh. first movie. That <laughs> I don't know why I'm absolutely I'm absolutely obsessed with that score. Like, I remember jogging at like five thirty in the morning before daylight savings, and it just came up in like one of my like playlists, and I was just like walking. And then it's literally like I think approximately two minutes and thirty seconds. And from the time that I was at the edge of Season to the other side, I was already like crying, <laughs> and、oh、like my, my face was like really cold from the chill, and like dry and puffy and hot. And I was like, "Oh my god, that was exhilarating! That was such a great experience." <laughs> Honestly, it's a really beautiful track. Like when I actually listened to it, I was like, "Wow!" <laughs> like this is a really good song. It is. I don't know. It's just absolutely amazing how movies in general be so blank and stoic without the team that is doing all the behind the scenes work when making music. Yeah, I I definitely agree. I think that like one day, I don't know, like one day people should be able to like. Pick what kind of movie they're gonna have. Like that would be funny if like you get to the movie theaters, and it's like a movie play. And it's like pick your soundtrack. Like that would be pretty cool. <laughs> oh my god! It's like it's like um, let's think of a movie with me. Think of like give me one rom com. I'm so bad at thinking of rom. You give me like the one thing I'm so bad at. <laughs> All right. Um, one division. <laughs> I cannot believe you just told me that because I I actually I, I love WandaVision. It's so good. I、it's、finished so it. It's so good. I finished it a couple weeks ago, and yeah, it's amazing. Okay, think of WandaVision, all episodes, but replace it with the score from The Witch or like the score from Midsummer. That'll completely change everything and make Wanda、yeah. this terrible, scary, evil villain. Yeah, that would make it like a, honestly like a horror slash thriller TV show at that point. Oh my god! Speaking of which, what do you have you seen?、Um, the Quiet Place. Yes, I have seen a Quiet Place. 
What do you think of it? Because it was like, like the main premise of that movie was just the music and how yeah. it was able to like freak you out. Because like when I watched it, the movie itself didn't scare me until I like put my ears like like covering them up because I know that any jump scare will like make me scream so <laughs> loud. <laughs> yeah, I love that movie so much. Definitely like for the music because it's movies like that where it's not only like oh they just put music in the movie like where they put the music matters the most like i don't know if you remember the scene where she's giving birth and you see it you see like you see like the alien's claw in like the corner on the stairs and then that's when the track started playing but it was like a really eerie like start to the track that made me like jump out of my seat when that happened <laughs> I remember that and like throughout the whole movie the not only was the acting great but like honestly every single part where the music was kind of like snuck in was just outstanding. I really like that movie. Good. Okay, reverse uno card. What are your favorite scores and give me movies as well. Oof. Okay. Oof. Um, oof. <laughs> this is tough. Um honestly I like I listen to a different soundtrack every month. So if I'm gonna go with my favorites, I would have to say Transformers, like the original, because I was I obviously like grew up with that. And then Avengers has a really good soundtrack. Um, Endgame, I'm talking about. What else? What else? Star Wars Revenge of the Sith has a really good soundtrack like if you're a Star Wars <laughs> fan like George Lucas is a god when it comes to composing um, Man of Steel has an amazing soundtrack I love Hans Zimmer he's probably like my idol when it comes to doing music for movies like that's where my inspiration started it was just being like oh this guy makes like a million dollars a year just by making music cool I want to do that like he was my idol for a while Oh my gosh, if you make, when you make a million dollars, can you pay off my college tuition? I'm kidding, I'm totally, kidding. Totally, yeah. Thank you, oh. a foundation for the needy. <laughs> oh no, I said it out loud. <laughs> Which means I have to do it now. <gasps> I point my finger at you. I'm kidding, I, I'm an independent woman. I pay off my own debts. <laughs> Excuse Let me, me make I an OnlyFans own first. Oh my, I'm gonna make an OnlyFans <laughs> just of my feet. Ah! Ah! You know, <laughs> that's not a bad idea. Get your get yourself a man petty and then just like take a bunch of photos, maybe like shave off the hair a little bit and everybody would be like, oh my God, that's silky smooth. And if you wanna get creative ab about it, you should. You should take videos of your feet and create a beat that goes along with it. <laughs> oh my god, I knew you were gonna say that. I a that. genius. Yeah, I'll compose like a whole like score for my feet. That's a really good idea, again. Oh my god, royalties! <laughs> <laughs> god. Yeah. Well, Daniel, I wanna know how you've been keeping up with music in times of COVID because I know that we talked about it briefly in the beginning but I want to know about you know how you're able to keep afloat because I I realize that personally 
whenever I'm like doing something art or writing, emotions definitely do take a big play in it. And by play, I mean toll. If I'm not in the correct mindset, I'm not, you know, able to get the energy to do something that I really want, even if I have an idea in my head. Just something about like my hands, like having its own anxiety from picking up the pen or anything. So I want to know. Have you ever, especially in COVID, had a artistic block when making music? Um, yeah, definitely. I, it, for me, it was like I wouldn't call it an artistic block. For me, it's something like worse, where it's I, I, I can get started on stuff, no problem. But then there will be times where, like, if I'm dealing with stuff in like my daily life. I'll just not want to do anything like music related, because whenever I do music, I'm generally in a good mood. So I think my challenge is just producing music when I'm in a bad mood. Because like, who knows? Like I might create something even like better, but for like a darker kind of movie or like a darker kind of theme when I'm in a bad mood. But it's just hard because all of my happiness and all of like my joy comes from producing. So it's hard to be like. Oh, let me go produce, and I'm all angry, you know. <laughs> But yeah, definitely throughout these like times of COVID, I've hit like weeks where I just don't produce anything for weeks at a time because it's it's like hard to just pick up my keyboard and like bring out my laptop and open it because then I'll just like it'll bum me out because then I'll be like I don't even know what to produce about because usually when I produce like I have a little movie going on in my head. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but if I'm dealing with stuff that's just like bumming me out, I just won't like want to do it. So yeah, that's kind of me dealing with my artistic block. And would you say, and this is gonna be personal, would you say that is something that is happening now? Um, yeah, definitely. It's not like I'm not dealing with anything right now. Honestly, I'm just trying to figure out like. Uh, work and school and like manage everything, and then like I'm also getting my second vaccine in a couple weeks. So once everything Yay. like yeah yeah once everything's good, then um, I definitely want to start going at it again, especially because I literally have like 20 unfinished songs, just like ready to be finished and put on an album. So I definitely want to get back to it and like start again. <laughs> I mean. Yeah, I just, I think it's, I heavily believe that you have the talent and the abilities to create something so amazing, but in these times, it's just really troubling for everybody, especially when it comes to making something at a certain deadline when there's so many, so many things going in the world that you just can't really. Put yourself in that mental psyche of like, oh, I have to make this. I have to do this now. Yeah, yeah. Especially when you like look at the news and it's like, oh wow, like there's a super version of COVID in Brazil now. And it's like, wow. Okay, good morning. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. So just seeing what's going on in the world also like doesn't help. But lately, what I've been doing is like going on. Little like hikes, just getting outside of my house because I love nature and I love going on like little hikes or walks to like Griffith Park or 
anywhere that just has like trees and like grass you know just to like free my mind of whatever's going on when I go on these little walks it frees up my mind from these like blocks too like I'll be like whoa what am I doing with my time you know like I'll be like why am I even at Griffith Park right now when I could be like doing music (laughs) what am I doing so yeah it's times like that that kind of just like snaps me out of it you know that is you know, I guess that's a really great process we're trying to get back because usually when it comes to like exercising our nature, that's when you really do build up the serotonin. And, you know, you live in a city. There's so many things out here and it's there's a lot of influences that you can get from like life here. I mean, it's ugly. We live in the land of self-entitlement, but it's something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree. But you're also in the hub of creativity as well definitely like i mean the fact that well i'm gonna be honest and like you are probably like the no you're the best artist i know for sure shut so up no. You, no, no, no 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 don't do this <laughs> it's crazy because like when i met you in the dorm and like i saw all of like the drawings on the wall and shit i was like what like where'd you buy these and then Sai was like, no, she drew them. I was like, dude, what? Like, one day she's going to do an album cover for me because this shit is, like, impeccable, you know? <laughs> I did not expect that. What do I do now? <laughs> let me let me talk to, like, one of my multiple personalities. What do I do now? Okay. Split. <laughs> Guys, this is the sequel to Split. <laughs> during COVID. <laughs> online yeah, virtual so. on discord just, just don't become the beast all right <laughs> oh my god um wow thank you daniel i really didn't expect that i mean I, I i personally hope so i mean i have plans and aspirations hopefully by 2025 because like i said to myself i never want to be just one thing for the rest of my life because I just think that humans are so multifaceted and that we are growing up in a system that really heavily relies on the idea that you got to pick something when you're young and stick with it for the rest of your life. And sure, you can go through like many ventures like, oh, running in that 5K, but like nothing that really builds onto these extra hustles. Because like, like I want to pursue art and I want to like make murals and like, do gigs and like look really ugly in the process because I'm not gonna sleep but that's the struggle is what makes it very worth it and it makes me personally happy knowing that I haven't slept in three days but I made something amazing so well I'm gonna shake up the patriarchy by being in healthcare policy and making a lens for women especially for pregnant women to beat these biased old white men I'm gonna do it in fashion and make some art you go honestly like i think nowadays people should do that like personally i love music don't get me wrong but at the end of the day what i want to do like i've never really told anyone this either but i want to direct like a movie like i want to make a movie like i have so much i have so many ideas that are just like they're so unique that I it's just frustrating not being able to like draw them out or like write them in a book because I'm not good at that kind of stuff but 
if I make the right connections with people in like animation or like film, one day hopefully, you know, if the cards are in my favor, I definitely want to make my own movie and like be in control of like all of that kind of stuff because I love movies. Like yesterday, I saw Godzilla vs Kong and like <gasps> Fabi, Fabi has Fabi hasn't seen me that hyped. In a very long time. Well, I mean, Godzilla is like my favorite. I've watched all of the old Godzilla movies, like from 1940 when I was like five years old and stuff. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So seeing those movies just makes me want to make movies like that, you know. But then also, I love to build stuff with my hands because of my dad. Like my dad's super like crafty. Like if you asked him to, he could make like a birdhouse if you really wanted him to, you know. And I love to build stuff. So one day. I might even make stuff, you know, like who knows. But I definitely want music to like be at the core of everything, you know, like make some money with music and then meet people throughout my life and see where things go. Virtual high five, right here. Virtual high five, yeah. Boom. But, so like to tag on to what you were saying, I definitely think that people should pick more than one thing because it'll also give you something to do when you're old. Because I see so many people like when they get old, they're like, well. Life was fun. They just watch TV for like the the next thirty years or something. But it's like, if you pick enough hobbies and if you like stay active, like you'll live till you're like two hundred, because you're gonna be busy. You know, like it's yeah. crazy. I don't know. Yeah, life goes by so fast, and I'll I'll always like say this out loud. But if you're going to, if you have a paycheck, yes. Use food with that paycheck, but also don't buy materialistic things. Buy experiences. Buy a talent, because that will make it so worthwhile. And it's such a long-term thing because that's something that's gonna stick with you, and you can make it grow into something. <sighs> that's <Yeah>. my rant. <laughs> no, no, that, I, that's a great rant, honestly. Because like materialistic things can sometimes distract people, but like, like here's. An example. One day, I had the option. I got like a one hundred dollar gift card to Amazon, and it was for my birthday or something. And my mom was like, "Oh, I shop on Amazon a lot. Like, I'll give you a hundred bucks for it, for the gift card." And I was like, "Okay, but I could buy like a new wallet or something, you know." And so I was like, "Okay, you know, I'll take the cash." And that day, I went to Dave and Buster's with my friends, and I literally had like the best night of my life with all of them. And that same night, I wrote like an arcade-themed song about that night. Oh my gosh! Night. So you're totally right when you say like sometimes the money can buy experiences. Like totally, I agree with you. Exactly, but okay. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just glad that you shared that ideal. And I think a lot of people do, but it's, it's kind of unspoken. But like. The human soul again is multifaceted, and we're not supposed to be stuck in this one thing. So I'm glad that you're woke about it. Maybe you can make my casket. <laughs> you like working <laughs> with your hands? Yeah, maybe I'll make your, I'll make the song for your funeral and the casket. You can direct the video as well. <laughs> oh my God! Yep, there you go. <laughs> Thank you for that. I I told Fabi, so I, I'm like sidetracking, but I'll get back. But I told Fabi and Kat that each year I make a will, and it's not notarized. It's literally like in my Google Google Docs, <laughs> not even like automatically in the drive. But each year I make like new wills, 
and I just like add like, oh, I'm, I'm like 16 now. I have money. I only have 900 bucks in my savings, but just like give it to my sister. And it just goes on and on and on. However, I also make bucket lists and I'm like, I'm, I'm going to cheat death if it means that I can finish it before then. Oh, okay. <laughs> However, I have one last question for you. I guess, I guess this is a two question thing. What would you advise to somebody that wants to pursue music? Slash, what is something that you wish you told yourself if you're from the future and you can go back in the past? Damn. Okay. What was the first one? <laughs> <laughs> It's the, the pot. The second one was kind of deep. <laughs> no, no, no. The second one was really deep. I was like, okay, I got to prepare for this one. What was the first one again? The first one was what would you tell or slash advise somebody who wants oh, to pursue okay. music got it okay okay so for the first one definitely don't take shit from anyone like like i live by that like don't like people are so negative and annoying and they're gonna tell you whatever just so that you aren't happy and they get the money that you're not gonna get you know like we do live in a very competitive world and not competitive for like the same field like some people just don't want to see you more successful than them like it sucks that we're surrounded by some people like that but that's the truth so my advice to people who want to pursue music is don't listen to anyone except the people who you can learn from and don't be afraid to take criticism that's a really big one you know like you're not going to be kanye west level producer <laughs> after like one beat so you're gonna have to learn from people and you're gonna have to meet mentors and who are gonna like teach you the ropes and everything and you just have to be open to learning so that you can be a more well-rounded and like perfected producer or artist whatever you want to be and then for the second part uh, if i'm gonna if like if, I, if i'm gonna go back in time and tell <laughs> myself anything it's to like get off my ass and like start making music because like If I had started way before, then I could be like learning every instrument in the world right now because that's my goal. I want to learn like everything. But right now I'm in a place where I need to finish school and make a little money before I can learn <laughs> all those instruments. But yeah, that's what I would tell myself just to like get on it and stop being so doubtful of myself and lazy. But that's it. I think you're a man that's been struck by so many things in life. However, you still continue to be diligent and work on your craft. And that's amazing. Thank you. I really appreciate that. You should. I'm going to write it down and I'm going to write it in wood so that when I die, it's going to be given to you and you can put it on your wall and just remember like, oh, Gian said that and she's somewhere between heaven or hell we, we're not sure yet but we're not sure. yeah <laughs> we're not sure we'll see in the following years okay we, my time will, will come out. at 30 <laughs> in, in future podcasts we will find out in future <laughs> i'm leaving my digital footprint oh my god <laughs> but everybody that is happy fun times with daniel lopez um if you have any questions feel free feel free to reach out to us Uh, please employ my friend. <laughs> yeah, definitely. If you guys have any like projects you're working on, hit me up. <laughs> And that is happy fun times. So as always, don't be no fool and be kind to yourselves.
Any last words? No, it was a pleasure to. I said no, and then I started talking. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes, actually, no. This was actually really fun. This was my first podcast, and it was really enjoyable. So, thank you. High five. <laughs> High five. <laughs> mm. All right. See you. All right.